Hello and welcome. What you're about to hear is an interview with another bookkeeper. I feel like it's important for bookkeepers to know that bookkeeping is not a one-size-fits-all. Rather, bookkeeping is what you make of it. You get to decide what you do, how often you do it, and who you do it for. I thought that there would be value in having us listen to other bookkeepers describe their business and how they run their business. My goal for this is to encourage and inspire you to think about what you want to do and how you want to do it and just hear how other people got to where they are. Let's begin. So thanks for joining me. I am so excited you're here. I talk to you socially and worky and mastermindy on a weekly basis, but now I get to talk to you on a podcast, which is awesome. Can you tell us who you are, where you're located, and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm Carissa Parrish. I am in Fort Worth, Texas, and I have a bookkeeping business called Perfect Balance Bookkeeper. Got the name because I'm a Libra, and you know we're all about weighing our scales and perfect balance. So that's kind of how I came up with the name. When I started, it was just bookkeeping, but as time has evolved and just kind of figuring out what it is that I like doing, what I don't like doing, and you know, just kind of you grow through your business and your where you started in your business is not necessarily like where you're going to stay the whole time. We're here in January 2024 and I have different goals for this year, which will be stepping into more of the financial advice and like financial planning. So maybe virtual CFO, still working with a business coach to really narrow down what my services and offerings will look like. But certainly we'll be keeping bookkeeping as a line of business under um, the perfect balance umbrella. That's cool. So in order for you to offer CFO and advisory services, as well as bookkeeping, is it just you or do you have a team? Yep. It started off as just me. And then I brought on a part-time subcontractor. And then now I have another part-time subcontractor. My two girls, they are really involved in the day-to-day and they are becoming more of the client-facing when it comes to asking questions. But... Yeah, I'm trying to step out of the day-to-day and step more into a CEO of the business while I also branch into new service offerings of the advisory. So you're not... like I know you. I know you didn't just wake up one day, graduate school, and go straight into bookkeeping. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you did? I mean, it's not a career change, but it's a career shift. Yeah. So I have my accounting degree and I was in corporate for 12 years. And it was really during the pandemic that really got the ball rolling on like this whole bookkeeping business thing. So it was in a Facebook group that somebody was referring a family friend that was a a real estate investor. And they were like, hey, family friend needs a bookkeeper. So I commented on it and I was like, hey, like I'm in accounting. If they just need, you know, someone to do their books, send them my info. And that person actually reached out. And we vibe really well. He was just like, sure, you know, you're hired. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's kind of how I got my first client from a Facebook post. Again, it was during the pandemic. I was working from home. I was able to juggle my full-time corporate job. And then I brought on this like one client. And then I found a program called the Bookkeeper's business launch? I think it's called Bookkeeper Launch. 
Bookkeeper launch. Yeah. Yeah. So I found that program and I was like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm great at accounting, but I don't really know what it's like to run a business to use QuickBooks. And so I was like, well, let me just try this out. So I was like, okay. So I started the program and then long and behold, there was another Facebook post in the bookkeeper launch Facebook group saying, Hey, I have a referral. Okay. Let me comment. And the the client happened to be local to me. So they were looking for someone in the Fort Worth, Texas area. And so they referred me and the guy hired me and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm like working a full-time job and getting clients. So it really shifted my mind on I'm an employee and I've always had this mindset of trading hours for dollars and working in corporate. But I knew that working in corporate really wasn't what I enjoyed. I always worked with very uptight people from New York because of the industry that I was in in accounting was dealing with investors. The people in New York were always the people that managed the client relationships. And then our office in Fort Worth, Texas, this was considered the back office accounting. But I really didn't like the uptight white collar feel. I really hated corporate. I hated asking for time off to go on vacation. It just wasn't me. And so as I started the bookkeeper business launch program, and then as I came pretty easily to get my first two clients, really inspired me to like push harder. Okay, I'm going to take this seriously. So I started marketing. I was just like, okay, let me create an LLC. Let me create a Facebook page. Let me, you know, kind of do all of these things that I can do for free without spending too much money on an investment, but really trying to shift into making this a true side hustle that I could eventually take full time. And so I just, I want like people to know that it can be done. It may not be as easy for everybody because in the communities that we're in online, you know, we do see people struggling on marketing and finding that first client just be in there, be active, like let people know. I mean, I posted on my personal Facebook page that I started my business and I just posted a a picture of like my business card that looked so amateur that I made (laughs) on like vistaprint.com. But the amount of like love and support that I just got from like my family and friends, you know, someone was like, oh, make this um, shareable. And my friends and family shared it. And I was just like, wow, like this is pretty cool. I had such a positive experience starting my business. And as time grew... So again, I started in 2020 with like two clients and I was able to leave my corporate job and walk away fully. And I was making a six-figure salary. It came with a lot of hard work and discipline to put together a game plan on the steps I was going to take to quit my job. Mm -hmm. So I did work with a business coach to say, okay, if I truly want to leave my corporate job, what do I need to do? I was able to put together a spreadsheet of my family budget. And what did my family budget look like? I really didn't have that many business expenses at the time, except for, you know, maybe my email. So, I mean, what I want people to know is like, this can be done. Like you can literally replace your salary and make this full time. And everyone's situation is going to be different. Everyone's timeline is going to be different. But I will say the best thing that I did was put together that family budget. What were my expenses? that I needed to survive off of. And I saved, I think, six months was kind of my goal. In addition to that, I was working towards a monthly recurring goal to say, okay, in addition to that, what is my monthly recurring income on my business? 
So I, again, I put together a spreadsheet on what that looked like. (laughs) And so once I got comfortable with where I was financially, I was able to walk away from my job. And what's crazy is two weeks before I had put in my notice, my manager offered to promote me to a controller position. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I had told him I needed time to think about it, right? Yeah. And it was going to be a drastic increase in pay. And so I was like, oh my gosh. In my mind, like the initial thought was, yes, I want the income. And I was happy I was getting a promotion. But in the back of my head, I knew I was working towards something else that my company didn't know I was working on the side hustle. They didn't know I was close to building that nest egg to the point that I needed it to be in order to leave my job. It was about a week and a half later, I said, I'm respectfully declining the promotion as controller and I am putting in my two-week notice. And what's crazy is like, I don't know if I would have put in my notice if we didn't have that conversation about the promotion either. I think the fact that the pressure was on me to either accept or reject the promotion was there that I was like, I just got to pull the plug because it was scary. I will say going from employee mindset to entrepreneur and not really having a stable fixed income is scary. I mean... Again, put together my game plan that I worked on with my business coach. You know, it was a lot of personal financial planning for the decision to be made, as well as working towards the business goals and saying, okay, like, do I think I can get, you know, one or two more clients and what am I doing? And again, at that time, I was trying all kinds of different networking. I was visiting like different BNI groups and I got some clients from BNI. Ultimately, I didn't enjoy BNI, so I didn't stick with it, but I have some great clients that came from it. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, oh, how do you market and get your first clients? And it's like, there's really no right or wrong answer. Like you just have to figure out what works for you. Exactly. And you won't know until you try a thousand different things. You know, I I tried BNI. I did not get any clients and I didn't stick with it. I'm like, this is the worst experience. (laughs) I'm like, it's not my jam. (laughs) Oh, your first client came from Facebook, but like where? Was it just like friends and family or like a... It was a business Facebook group. What's kind of crazy though is when you don't think you're going to get like a lead from it, but sometimes you do. Again, you never know, especially when you are in those like big active groups, you never really know because like if you're not one of the first people to comment, you're going to be like, you know, 50 comments down. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, You get to be so far down that nobody sees you and you're like, well, why bother? So I'm wondering, in order for you to leave the corporate job, you had to kind of do both things. And you did both things for like two years. It's important for people to know that one, not an overnight success. And two, it's going to suck. Like it's going to take a lot of your time for you to do this. I'm assuming and imagining that it's nights and weekends and not a whole lot of free time. But in the end, like, are you glad you did it? Yeah, absolutely. When you are working a full-time job, and trying to grow a business on the side with a goal to leave your nine to five, it does take discipline and it does take sacrifice. I know someone in your Facebook community had asked this very specific question. And, you know, I think that person had a small child and it does look different. When you do have small children, 
your kids kind of dictate your schedule, uh, you know, especially when they're younger. Fortunately for me, my son is a teenager and so didn't really demand as much time and didn't, you know, I'm like, go fend for yourself and find dinner. Go make some ramen. Like, leave me alone. I'm working. <laughs> my husband and kids, like, they really didn't get to see me as much because I always had my head down in the office. I was always working. So for me, as I was juggling my full-time job, I would have client meetings either in the mornings before I would log on. So I would try to schedule like an eight o'clock meeting with the client and then I would log on to work at like 9 a.m. Or I would do client meetings on my lunch break between like 12 and 1. <laughs> it kind of worked out because I'm in Texas. I'm, you know, so central time zone. A lot of my West Coast clients that are two hours behind, we would be able to meet at like 4 p.m. their time, 6 p.m. my time. I did work a lot of evenings. Between both, I was working 70, 80 hours a week. I mean, between juggling a full-time 40-hour job and growing my business, working on client work, I had to fit it in where I could get it in. But Mm -hmm. I had my heart set on quitting my job. Is it worth it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, hell, sometimes I feel like having a job is easier (laughs) because you can clock in and clock out. You wear so many hats as a business owner. And last year was definitely a year full of growth and learning, organizing, getting systems in place, especially having hired two part-time team members. If I'm not organized, how can I expect them to be organized in my system if I'm not setting them up for success? Right. Just being a business owner, you do wear a lot of hats. You're the marketer, you're the content creator, you're the CEO, you're the HR, you're the (laughs) client facing, you're the quality control, you're the admin, you're the everything. So it's a lot. So when I say like the mindset of being an employee to being a self-employed entrepreneur is definitely an adjustment. I had to go through a lot of business coaching because my mindset really wasn't there to be a business owner. I struggled because I was used to being the employee. I was used to being the one that did the work and sent stuff off to my manager for review to be the final say-so. I am now the final say-so. I don't have anybody reviewing my stuff. It's scary. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is scary. 100%. Somehow when you start a business, it's like you've given yourself permission to be the boss, hire people and have some part in their income and business paperwork, financial flow. And you're like, it's like those times where you just need a more adultier adult. I'm like, I need a more bossier (laughs) boss, but like, I still want to be the boss. I'm like, can I just like, I'm a boss. (laughs) Oh, heck yeah. That'd be great. No, I mean, I get imposter syndrome. Like, can I really do this? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've questioned myself. I've doubted myself. And I guess that's just part of it. I've always been followed, I guess, like the American dream. I don't know. I mean, my family's immigrants. You know, I was always taught to do good in school, go get a college degree, go get a a great job and contribute to society. But as I've gotten older and realized, I don't want to follow this like structured path. Like I want to do what I want to do and work when I want to work and not like be tied to, you know, having to request off only two weeks out of the year and someone else dictating when I can go on vacation, I realized I wanted more in life than that. 
Um, and so part of that comes to what clients I take on in my business. Do I think they're a good personality fit for me? You know, are they going to care if I throw an F-bomb here and there? You know, do they care that I use emojis in my emails? Because now I can pick who I want to work with. And I love that. Right? So do you, would you recommend your business coach? Who was that? Yes. The business owner, her name is Jen Gaday. And I want to say her website might be jengadaycoaching.com. But her whole mission is to be the CEO of your business and life. So she, while she focuses on business, it also focuses on your mental health as a business owner. And are you balancing both your business and your life in the best way possible? And it was exactly what I needed because I was struggling to juggle a business and my personal life in general. But she has, I think, two or three coaches and I got to meet with all of them. But I really enjoyed working most with uh, Paula Cook. And Paula was just, I mean, she made such an impact on where I am today. She really helped me put together a plan, follow my plan, held me accountable without making me feel guilty if I maybe didn't kind of maybe follow what some of uh, my action items were. They have a program called CEO Monday. And basically, we would meet every Monday morning at 8 a.m. It was a group coaching format. You know, she would have various topics like... Maybe a lawyer or some, some like legal topics or mental health as business owners, setting boundaries, how to stay organized. But then I ended up working one-on-one with Paula, who, again, really helped me on the one-on-one level to get to where I am. So definitely highly recommend if you are somebody that needs help being the CEO of your business and life and needs some one-on-one coaching. Um, yeah. She was awesome. We literally would sit there on Zoom, put together my spreadsheet and be like, okay, what's my mortgage? What's my car? What's my food budget? What's this? What do I need for a cushion for, you know, entertainment or date night or whatever? This is what I need on a monthly basis to survive, you know, at bare minimum. And then we work towards the goals. And then she also even helped me as I was getting overwhelmed, helped me decide what I needed to start delegating because again, I can do it all. And then, you know, you and I have even talked. I'm like, oh, I want to be more like Rachel because she freaking delegates everything. Like you just make it seem so easy. You're just like, oh yeah, I don't stress about that. My VA does that for me. And I'm like, oh crap, I need to get my VA on board with all the things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need to make my life easier. So that's definitely a goal for this year is to really just start delegating more so I can scale the bookkeeping business, but also step more into a CEO role and then step more into the advisory business. Because the next thing is like, I might need to bring in someone else that has um, the skill set for the strategic advisory stuff. So that's, that's going to be exciting. We'll see what 2024 has to hold for me. I I like it. I think it's very exciting. I love that you're looking at how to grow and how to make it work for you. And you don't have any unrealistic expectations that you're just going to like outsource all your shit and go sit on the beach and it'll just magically work. <laughs> I mean, another side note, I think I've probably mentioned this, you know, in our one-on-one conversations is like, I want to travel more. And so... I'm really trying to figure out what that advisory stuff is going to look like. Like, is that really the direction I want to go? Because I kind of feel like I contradict
contradict myself when I'm like, oh, I want to step more into a CEO role, but, but oh no, now I want to do advisory, which is like definite on one personal relationship with the client to be their advisor. Like then they need me. Then now I'm back in the day to day. They're hiring me as the advisor. So, but when I think of like, oh, my goals for 2024, I'm like, oh, I want to go to Australia. I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Peru. Like, I want to go to all these places. <laughs> but like, as now that I have two team members, like, I'm like, okay, at the current like state of my business, they can certainly handle that. So I'm like, eh, do I want to add another line of business? Because like, I kind of feel like I can, I can travel more and they can handle it while I'm gone. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, it's definitely true. To like wrap it up, I hope people are like inspired and motivated to do this because it's attainable. Like you can do it. I mean, people are like struggle with like saying, oh, I can't find a client. I just want people to know, like, don't give up. Keep at it. Keep trying whatever networking it is because your time will come. It's just going to take time. Just don't give up and don't like undervalue yourself. Bookkeeping, having a bookkeeping business can is a lucrative business. You know, people talk about AI and like, oh, how it's going to like impact us. No, it's not. Like people still need that human element to be in there and do the work. So, you know, I just want people to know like people that are trying to quit their job, like figure out what's best for you and your family, but you can do it. You can do it. Like, (laughs) I think it's just because like, I never really thought I could do it. And here I am like thriving. I mean, I still struggle. I still work a lot, but I mean, part of that's on me because I choose to overwhelm myself, (laughs) but yeah, that's all I got. How'd you like that? That was great. Yay. Well, this has been super awesome. I'm so, so grateful that you agreed to come on. Yep. See you then. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.